The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Nikki. So this is a beautiful psalm, isn't it? Sorry, Annalise, I'm just going to raise this up a bit. It's a beautiful psalm. I've spoken on Psalm 23 numerous times. I have to say mostly at funerals, so it's quite nice to reflect on it, just not in that context. If you were going to say what's the most famous psalm, I think many people would say it is this beautiful, beautiful Psalm 23, written by King David. We don't know exactly when, but expects towards the end of his life, certainly when he was older, on in years, and reflecting back on his journey with God. And he says, he writes this beautiful psalm, and the first line is this. Just remind you of it. The Lord is my shepherd. Literally, Yahweh Rohi. I lack nothing. Reflect on that for a second. I lack nothing with the Lord as your shepherd. Sounds beautiful, doesn't it? And it's true. But it's also really quite challenging. Because I don't know about you, I've... You should all know, I hope, I love gadgets. All I need to do is walk past an Apple store and I feel I lack everything that is in that store. I want it. I want the latest iPhone, the newest iPad, and all that, and all, all the other gadgets. How many here think they have everything in life that they want? That's really good. I knew there would be some people that would put their hands up here. You're older and wiser than me. Because we can go through life, can't we? And we're told constantly by our world, you need this, you need that. This will make your life easier. Buy here, have this, move here. That will make your life complete. Well, the challenge of this psalm, and David reflecting back, is to actually remind and refresh ourselves actually of what true and living spiritual need and refreshment, where that comes from and where that only comes from. And it is from God, from our Lord as shepherd. 
and it becomes even more remarkable um, when you think about what type of animals sheep are. If you have a shepherd, they normally look after sheep. And sheep are really, really dumb. I grew up going to Sunday school and I thought sheep were like nice, fluffy little creatures that were very cute and cuddly. But actually, the more I've known about sheep is they're quite dumb. Um, I'm going to show a little video here. It just really tickles me. It's from Clarkson's Farm. Has anybody watched Clarkson's Farm? I found it absolutely hilarious. Film during lockdown, it's Jeremy Clarkson trying to run his farm. And this is some of his interaction with his herd of sheep. A few days later, having eaten everything in their new field, the sheeps needed to be moved again. And this time I discovered that sheep are not only the most sickly animals in the world, they're also the most disobedient. They're just ignoring it now, look. Look at the look right above you. Dog! Arr, fierce dog. And then, for no reason I could fathom. No! Don't do that! Die! The honeymoon was clearly over. No, this way. Come on. Oi! You're going the wrong way again now. It's like they could sense I was a new boy. Oh, no! No, they're going back. They're just... And they were going to make the most of it. Right. Good. Here we are, middle of the night. Um, sorting the sheep out. Again. No, 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 Go live in that field. Get run over. See if I care. I cannot wait to eat them. I cannot wait. Along with the gum-chewing insolence, the sheep were also extremely destructive. This is stupid! Still, this relentless vandalism does provide work for a wonderful local chap called Gerald. <laughs> if you've never watched it, um, there's some rude language in it, but it's very funny and you do learn quite a bit about, about farming. So sheep are creatures that are difficult to control, but they need somebody to look out for them and to look out for their goodness and their well-being because they cannot, as you saw on here, do it on their own. They need a good shepherd. And what David is saying at the start of this psalm is the Lord is his good shepherd that is going to keep him safe, and provide for him, no matter what circumstance is going on in his life. He knows, looking back, he's not able to do it on his own. He's likening himself, and David was a shepherd when he was a young boy. He knew what sheep were like. He's not calling himself a, 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 a sheep out of ignorance. He knows what they're like, and he's saying he needs somebody that he can look to, that's going to guide and provide for him on good paths, in green pastures, 
and going on the journeys through life, through the ups and downs. So that's what we're going to look at as we look through this psalm, is how can David, knowing the, the fallenness and uh, incompleteness of who a sheep is, how can he say he lacks nothing with God as our saviour? And he uses this beautiful imagery of two, two real things. There's only two things I want to really say. It is how God leads him in green pastures. And I think this is like a metaphor for when perhaps life is uh, easier, I'd like to say. When, we, when I think of green pastures, I think of the British countryside. It's very different from um, probably the countryside that, that David was um, thinking of. But you can picture it, can't you? A beautiful, lush, green meadow with a stream running through it. The sheep are in there. There's relative freedom to move around. There's an abundance of food and refreshment and refreshing water for the thirst of the sheep. David is saying that in those times when perhaps we feel like we have plenty... It is still the shepherd that is keeping them safe. He leads you to those places where he, you can rest. He makes you rest. He refreshes your soul in those places. You lack nothing because of what God is providing for you. And it's the same for us in our lives as well. Sometimes there are times when we feel really abundant and we're, we're joyful about what we have and where we are. And we can really feel close, I hope, to God and the gifts that he's given us. We feel ourselves being refreshed and our thirst being quenched. And David is saying that's because God is his shepherd. He has led him to that safe and protected space and time in his life. David knew incredible ups and downs. He started as a shepherd, we know, but he goes on to become king of Israel from a lowly shepherd. He knew incredible blessings in his life, but he recognizes he didn't get there on his own. He did it because the Lord had led and had fed him and enabled him to be that. Because David, we're told, had a heart that was after God's own heart because David allowed himself to be led David received incredible blessings and times of refreshing in his life and it would be great if the psalm ended there but it doesn't end there it continues doesn't it we have this beautiful refreshing picture of a of a lovely meadow but also then David continues even though I walk through the darkest valley Yes, literal translation of that is the valley of the shadow of death. There is actually a valley in Israel called the valley of the shadow of death, which is a very narrow and dangerous um, pathway that led from um, one part of the plains to another, where often there, where there would be um, more uh, fertile land and, sh and shepherds would lead sheep through there. And it was quite a dangerous path to go through. We don't know if David is particularly referring to that, whether it was called that then. But perhaps it was a dangerous pathway that a shepherd would lead his sheep through. And unlike us as well, in the UK, when we have shepherds, they tend to drive sheep from behind. In Israel, they don't do that. And they didn't then. The shepherd would get to know the sheep and the sheep would trust the voice of the shepherd and where he went, they would follow the shepherd because they needed the shepherd to take them to places where they could find food and sustenance. 
So we need to stop the driving of sheep image when we talk think about shepherds, but somebody that the sheep would get close to and follow when he called them. So a shepherd here is leading the sheep, going ahead of them, down a dangerous and rocky path, as David calls it in there, the darkest valley. There are times in our life that are a real struggle where we don't necessarily feel like there is food and refreshment for our souls. But notice here as well, David hints as we go through this psalm that God the shepherd is even closer to him. In the narrow valley, the sheep are more tightly packed together. He says, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod was for beating off any wild animals, animals that would come to attack and try and harm the sheep. And the staff was actually for hooking sheep and pulling them closer to the shepherd if they wandered or went too far away from him. In those difficult times, David is saying God is actually with him, closer to him. And then he says, actually, the shepherd leads and goes ahead and prepares a huge feast for him in the presence of his enemies in those dangerous places. We talked about some of the blessings that David had in his life of becoming king and ruling over God's nation. Incredible blessing, living in a palace as well, of being God's chosen. But he also had incredible struggles and downs in his life. He had the previous king wanting to kill him. He had to flee and be in hiding with nothing for years and years. He had a son turn on him and try and do the same. And his children die as well. He had incredible struggles and difficulties in his life and some of his own disobedience as well. He went through barren and dark times. But here he knows, even in those times, God is with him. His presence is still close at hand. And he knows ultimately he's going to have victory at the end, not through him, but through God. Verse 5 You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And final line, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This good, this godly, this great shepherd is a presence through life, through the ups and the downs. But even when our earthly life is over. David wasn't stupid. He didn't think his body would not die. But yet he says confidently at the end, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is how confident he was in God, that not even the biggest enemy of death could defeat him and separate him from this God who is a good shepherd. I don't know about you, but I'm amazed at some of the, the things that David wrote and said, because this is written thousands of years before Jesus. But I want to read now some words that Jesus said about himself. Maybe Jesus, when he said it, he, he knew his scripture, so he would have known Psalm 23. But whether he just uh, was using this imagery or this inspired these words from God, I don't know. But let me read what Jesus says in John 10. Um, Jesus says, verse 11, 
I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. When he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. The wolf then attacks the flock and scatters it. Sometimes in our life we can try and fill our lives and find meaning and sustenance away from God. But that really doesn't help and satisfy us. Sheep, when they don't have a shepherd and they go away from the flock, lost sheep, they are ultimately in mortal danger and they are not healthy. There's been, um, over the years, there's been several uh, sheep that have wandered away from flocks and have been found years later. They are overweight, huge fleeces on them, infested with all kinds of insects and other things. Uh, they can't go to the toilet properly because they're, you know, their fleeces are too big. Their joints are all damaged and they get arthritis really early because of the weight hanging down on them. They are just unhealthy creatures when they're away from the flock and they are not cared for. And most of them even actually don't survive because they get eaten by predators. They can't defend themselves. That's what happens to us if we try and find meaning away from the Lord ultimately. Something will come and it will break our illusion. But Jesus continues, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I lay down my life for my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they will follow me. Last bit of what Jesus says in this passage. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. That is how greater shepherd our God is through the good times in life and through the difficult, the rocky times because he is a good, everlasting shepherd that when we say, and if we can say with confidence like David did, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. That is what he means for him and it can mean for us that no matter what we go through, we will know God can is close to us and can restore and refresh us even when it seems really bleak and dark. He will sustain, he will keep leading and we will have victory with him in the end. Amen.